Have you ever wondered what it's like to work in law enforcement? From deputies on patrol, what it's like to work in corrections, dig into some cold case investigations and reveal the multitude of untold stories of how our officers give back to the community. All stories from your neighbors, the hardworking men and women who serve the citizens of York County. I can back 144 This is YCSO Behind the Badge, the official podcast of the York County Sheriff's Office. Welcome to YCSO Behind the Badge. I'm Trent Ferris, Public Information Officer for the York County Sheriff's Office and also your host. And always go check us out on our social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. That's where you can also listen to us there if you don't have a podcasting service. And lastly, sign up for those Notify Me alerts straight to your phone and email at yorkcountysheriff.com because when a major event happens in the county that we feel needs your immediate attention, we can send you a notification to your area. And also while you're at it, there's another way we can send information to you, and that's called Code Red Alerts. That's the reverse 911 system where you can also get uh, messages directly to your phone and uh, text messages and email as well. All right there at yorkcountysheriff.com. All right. Well, it is December. It is the Christmas season. It is time of family and gatherings, and all the while, while you're gathering with your family our deputies are still patrolling and protecting our citizens and also next month is january and it's a tough tough month for us here at the york county sheriff's office because we will be remembering the in the line of duty death of detective mike doty and with this we have a tremendous resource here at the york county sheriff's office with our chaplains unit so today i've invited pastor carlton brown our sheriff's office chaplain and he is also the pastor of let me i get this right i got it off your business card New Mount Olivet AME Zion Church in Rock Hill. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, Trent. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. I'm excited about the opportunity just to share with you about what we do. That's, uh, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's the po- that's the basis of the podcast because um, a lot of people have listened to the podcast and they don't know anything about other things i've learned things from the podcast from them <laughs> from the medical unit over in detention and you know some other things of people at this i've worked here eight some almost nine years and right. you know there's still parts of the sheriff's office that i don't know about and i'm supposed to be the guy who knows everything that goes <laughs> on here so. but it's just one of those things even that for the deputies that are listening to the podcast because I, I believe that is our biggest audience is the de- the deputies who that's <laughs> do the podcast which is good that's good if, if i you know do the demographics on the uh the service that we use anchor shows you the breakdown of the ages and that's usually and it's male demographic and the ages that's are about good. the ages of our deputies so this is your chance to talk about the the chaplain's unit and tell not only the public but even our deputies what it is you do but first tell us about yourself that's behind the badge here uh <laughs> tell us about yourself sir okay trent uh again my name is uh, carlton brown mm-hmm. i am a pastor in rock hill i was a pastor here in york county and last year I was reassigned to a new church in Rock Hill. Okay. But I've been pastor now for over 30 years. All right. Married, have one daughter and one grandson. And we are thankful for the opportunity to serve as a chaplain. All right. And then this is this is not something new. I mean, even back when Sheriff Bryant was the sheriff, he had we had chaplains. But it's just one of those things, you know, that not a lot of people. I mean, 
we see you. I see you up and down the hall. Right. We see you going right. by. Right. Tell, tell us what what it is that uh, the chaplains do. Well, I started on their uh, uh, Sheriff Bryant, mm-hmm. and it started from me. I was the president of the ministerial association here in your county, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the ministers said that uh, Sheriff Bryant was looking for ministers who would have a heart to serve as chaplains Mm -hmm. and if anyone was interested they should come over and talk so i came over and i think at the time stanley wells was the captain that was in charge of uh that department Mm -hmm. and we spoke and uh he was excited that there was an interest Mm -hmm. and we did the background and all of that and then it was back then uh that i became a chaplain way back seven plus years ago and so uh it's been uh mm, interesting time Mm -hmm. simply because uh and one of the things that we're going to try and talk about now is either the officers don't know about us mm-hmm. or, you know, we have not developed uh, the rapport with them so that uh, confidence is, is is I know for the officers, they have to have confidence in you before yeah. uh, they do anything with you. And so, you know, it is our hope that uh, that will improve. And I think it's improving under the new sheriff, mm-hmm. Sheriff uh, Kevin. He has really started emphasizing uh, the use of the chaplains Mm -hmm. and it has expanded. Now we have four chaplains. Uh, We have four chaplains, myself and three others. And so we are excited uh, to be here Mm -hmm. now. I was going to say, you know, you you mentioned something, you know, that, you know, police officers are, uh, you know, suspicious crew i mean if you will i mean they they have to you know keep people at an arm's length because you know they have to that's just part of the investigation skills you know and everything so i guess that's a good thing that you're you say hey we're a sort we're a service for you and i guess it's hard for us to open up right to you know to somebody who we don't really know it sure. that well so is that, sure. that that part of the process yeah that's part of the process but again uh you say uh, some of your officers are listening and what i want mm-hmm. them to know is that basically what we are what we see ourselves as mm-hmm. is a support system mm-hmm. for the uniformed officers and even the employees here mm-hmm. we are here to undergird them and support them in whatever ways they need you know, we are here for them in sickness, injury, death, dying. And there are many other things that we feel like we could help with, mm-hmm. e- even death notification, mm-hmm. uh, uh, horrific accidents and things like that. Because I would imagine that it works on the psyche of an officer uh, mm-hmm. encountering death and death, especially of children and and suicide, mm-hmm. hanging, those kinds of death. I mean, death is terrible in itself. but. Yeah. I would imagine that for officers, you know, I often wonder how do they manage uh, through times like that. And so that's why how we feel we could be of an assistance. Mm-hmm. And again, not even we're not saying we have answers to everything, but just to come alongside, maybe if they need to vent, maybe if they need somebody to just to talk to. Right. And I, I know this is there's a quote that I've always heard is like, um, I wish my mind could forget the things that I've seen. Because the mind is an incredible thing. You, you, it, 
some things just are burned into your memory. I mean, when the the night of the our shooting with Mike Doty, I mean, there's things that are in my mind that are there. I will it's just seared and will never go away. It's like I can recall it step by step now. But no, a lot of our officers deal with that every single day, and that's good to have that kind of resource. So how could they reach out to you if they needed somebody to vent to? Well. we have the the major has all the numbers and i think all the uh, command staff should have them by now mm-hmm. one of the things the major is trying to do is to make sure that uh our information is available to all the officers yes, and sir. all the persons involved mm-hmm. i know you talk about mike doty i think uh that was uh, a turning point uh i think in a lot of ways because while that was going on they saw the the chaplains, we were there at the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, when all the officers were there. We were there and they, they saw how beneficial we could be. Yeah. And at that time, there was a lot of camaraderie. And I know right after that, I was going around talking to several officers, especially the ones who were were, were uniquely involved mm-hmm. uh, in the shooting part and speaking to them. And, you know, they never did open up. They kept saying, sure. you know, we're okay, we're okay. But I kept saying, look, if you need me, I'm here. So I would make myself available. And that's what we do. Because at at, 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 at any point, we can't make anybody open up and share. Right. But the thing that we do is we make ourselves available. And again, one of the things that we were trying to do that would uh, give us more interaction where uh, the officer would, be- would become comfortable with us was we would go to training and we were uh, starting to do ride along, but then mm-hmm. came uh, the pandemic. Uh. And so that shut everything down. You know, we couldn't do ride along. Training was mm-hmm. suspended. And so we kind of kind of got hung up again in the middle of not being able to interact. But right. one thing uh, that was started uh, by the sheriff, and I'm not, I'm not sure if the officers know about that, but at 4 p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday, uh, there's a prayer call that yep. is available to the officers, and the chaplains come on. We give a word of encouragement, and we pray. It's about 10 minutes, so it's not a long time, uh, but again, that hasn't been getting a lot of response. So I don't know if they don't know about it or, again, it's just not a good time. So if there is a better time, please let us know because we want to be available to you. Yeah, and I guess it's just – is it a phone call? It's just a, like a, a phone bridge? It's a phone okay. bridge from, yeah. the, from the York County uh, that the sheriff – I think it's one of your numbers here that was set up mm-hmm. by the sheriff. And, again, we just call in. All of us just call in and whoever is on. You know, sometimes the major is on and some mm-hmm. of the other captains – might be on, uh, but haven't really heard many of the officers on. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, you even have an office now. I mean, with the new expansion and the new Absolutely. building. Absolutely. You know, everybody's like, oh, everybody, we've got all these offices now, and they, they gave you one right there front and center on the hallway. So if anybody passes, there's there's that opportunity. Has anybody ever thought about using that, you know, say come in and chat Absolutely. with me or anything? Absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because sure. now there is an office that uh, – Again, an officer or somebody else who needs to talk can come in. And let me say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, confidentiality is the core of what we do. Right. All right. So as chaplains, uh, if you come in to talk to us, uh, we can't even go and tell uh, the sheriff anything mm-hmm. unless it's uh, somebody else's life is threatened. So the mm-hmm. thing that the officers need to understand is whatever they share with us stays with us. 
and uh, we are available. And again, the office is there. So if that's the most convenient place to meet somebody, we can meet them there. But we are anxious to be of more service to the officers and men and women of the York County Sheriff's Office. Right. And I know that uh, before the pandemic, all the COVID, I mean, you would, I remember the chaplains would come to our monthly trainings. Absolutely. You'd make breakfast or lunch or just be Absolutely. there to hang out and Absolutely. watch training. I mean, yes. is that still on the participate? Participate. Tra- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like to participate. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you, do you, is that on the, the horizon getting back into that and everything? It is. It is. Uh, again, I talked with the major about that and uh, he said Captain Moore is the person I was talking with, uh, Josh Solomon, a lot mm-hmm. because he's, you know, over there at the center. Yes. But now the major said that to work through uh, Captain Moore Mm -hmm. so that as the training is, you know, bumped back up again, we will have access to be able to participate. And again, you know, like you said, we're able to, you know, give snacks or whatever. That was just a way of connecting with the men and women. Now, uh, you talked about you have four. Yes, sir. It's you and three others or you and four others? No, me and three others. Okay. Anthony Johnson. Uh, Terry and Matt Horn. Terry and Matt Horn. All right, mm-hmm. and and understand that uh, there are no particular uh, faith group that has any, uh, you know, lock on on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a chaplain, you just need to be an ordained minister, priest, rabbi, or with any religious organization that's organized right. and. Uh, you have to have at least two years in supervised ministry. Mm-hmm. And again, the recommendation is that you have a bachelor's or and or some uh, training in terms of counseling. Mm-hmm. So that's a preliminary rec- uh, requirement. You have to be age 21. Okay. But all the ministers here, we're all, let me say seasoned. We've all been pastoring or preaching mm-hmm. for over 20 years, all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've had, all three also have been in some kind of chaplaincy with either law enforcement or the army. So okay. these are all men that have experience. We're all, again, have a desire to serve. That's mm-hmm. our job. That's why I became a chaplain, to serve. And uh, you have to have a servant's heart, I believe. Of course. Uh, because we recognize the stress that officers are under, especially, you know, in this season where uh, the tension has arisen between the public and police officers, we realize that they need support and prayers, and we pray for them often. But mm-hmm. again, we just want to be available for them to talk to if they need someone to talk to. Especially if you had a really rough day. I mean, do, do you get the calls for, like, say we had, um, I, don't, I think it was about a month or so ago, where we had an officer involved shooting did, were, were, is that like some kind of, are you on call? Is that something like, hey, we need yeah. just to be there if they need somebody? Is, yes, that, sir. is that part of it? Yes, sir. We are on call. Uh, we have a rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Terry Sartain is on call this week. and uh, But, yes, we did get a call. I got a call from the major mm-hmm. uh, when the officer involved shooting. He didn't ask me to come on site, but he just wanted to inform me again. Yeah. Because I've been saying, you need to get us involved. And so he is doing a better job and just trying to get us involved, getting us aware of what's happening. We get notification when there's a death or sickness. 
And so, you know, when we can, we'll go to the hospital again now. You know, that's kind of curtailed. But uh, as long as we are invited into the space of the officers, we can just invade. uh, You know, we we want to be invited into your world. But in sickness and sorrow and death, you know, we're going to try and reach out. And if invited in, uh, we will come in. And and I've had uh, some success with officers who have uh, been injured and when I've reached out to them, you know, they've been very appreciative and mm-hmm. responsive to the fact that we reached out to them in their time of need. Well, that's good because I mean it, like you said, like we said the whole time, it's like, you know, officers, you know, need, sometimes you can vent to your friends, but then sometimes there's some things you can't vent to your friends. Sure, sure, sure. And, and the confidentiality that you have as a chaplain, they can probably vent to you. Absolutely. And then that'll be um, something was beneficial um so i think we talked about it i mean there's a phone number there's an office i mean if somebody just wants to reach out is that just the best way to do it or they just grab you in the hallway or i mean call you on your on your phone or or what yes well again they grab me in the hallway river to see (laughs) but uh all our cell phone numbers are accessible to all the officers okay all right and i don't know again uh the major was putting out all those information. He has our cell phone number, our email addresses, mm-hmm. and those were to be given to the call centers, mm-hmm. uh, all the, the the captains and the majors mm-hmm. and, and everybody who is in a command position or lead position were supposed to be given those numbers so that we are accessible to anyone who know us i don't have the numbers in front of me that's fine no i mean well all of our guys usually listen to the podcast in succession i mean this will be on friday this coming (laughs) um this coming friday but then that's you know they'll 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 get it eventually and if they have any questions they can probably call somebody so um for the public though is there a way that the public public that's not you know an ordained pastor or minister could they help you out could you they help you out is there any volunteer uh, things for you know just the public or even if there's a pastor listening going man you know what i've always wanted to do that so is, how does the process go in becoming a, a, chaplain? a chaplain okay mm-hmm. all right right now uh there are some people in waiting who have already applied and mm-hmm. and uh but one of the decisions that uh, the captain and the major and us have made is because we have four chaplains now mm-hmm. and again we're going to be honest on the thing. We don't feel like we're being integrated in the system. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to to make sure that uh, we are established before we add other. That's before, fine. Mine was going off a second Before ago. we <laughs> add other chaplains. So there are some other chaplains in waiting. And again, the, the, the biggest thing is person have the desire mm-hmm. to help. And, and if they have the heart of compassion. Because again, I, I just believe that 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 the the task of officers is is so crucial that that as long as they have the that heart to support you know uh and they have they're ordained mm-hmm. with an established a uh, religious body they have uh some years of experience uh they can apply and then they'll go through the process of interviews with the major you know myself and you gotta go through and, background checks yeah of course they have to go through background <laughs> check yeah you they go all those all those things because yeah. we don't want to just get anybody in here you know so yeah. thank you for asking that well good well i mean uh this 
2020 has been quite the year. Well, not just the pandemic, but, you know, as far as, you know, law enforcement in general, there's been a lot of negativity. We're thankful and so fortunate here in York County to have such support. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes, like you say, talk the stress, not only just the stress of the job, but the stress of not being supported. Is that something that you have thought about, you know, going and talking to the officers about, you know, as far as, you know, the, the, the way, you know, people – portray police officers nowadays uh, we're just this year uh, of, of sorts is that something that you've reached out to you know and if anybody needs to talk about it say like, you know i don't know if this is for me anymore because i just don't have the support in the community right. or i'll watch something on the news and right. i don't i don't want to be a police officer now or because of this is right. that something right yes sir i have engaged with uh different officers uh about what they are experiencing personally and mm -hmm. again how we can support them and we have had dialogue about you know about the perception mm -hmm. of police officers and you know are they prejudiced and so on so i've had some of those hard conversations yeah. with some of the officers i've had it with the sheriff because again if we're uh if we're going to be real then we got to be real right and if 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 officers are going to trust us then we have to be able to be transparent in some areas. So yeah, yeah, I've I've asked them, you know, their perception of of how they approach people who are different from them. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes again, you know, people talk about uh, biases that people have that they may not even be aware of. So, yeah. but I've been assured uh, by the sheriff and some of the trainers that you know all these things that are on the table are things that they have. Uh, implemented in training, mm -hmm. you know, and so again, I found that most of these men here and women that I've spoken to uh, seem to be men and women of integrity, and again, they seem to, according to their belief, that they are treating each person as individuals and with respect. And mm -hmm. again, uh, because of the lack of you know social unrest around here, I think they may be onto something. So I appreciate the men and women for what they're doing and the integrity to which they bring to to their jobs. We've always said it. It's different here. I, I always This is my knocking on the wood. We always <laughs> say it's, you know, it's different here in York County. We just have tremendous support. I mean, because if you go just, a, you know, 30 minutes up the road, it's, it's different. If you go, you know, three hours down the road and, you know, to, you know, a bigger city, you know, sure. it's, it's really different. And, sure. and, and the, to have your support and the, the public support and, you know, it goes a long way for our officers. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, our always, we always ask the same. We already I talked about how you become a, a chaplain. And if anybody's a volunteer, you can reach out yes. and find out all that information. Yes. But uh, we always ask the, the last question is, if somebody is here right now listening and they're on the fence of wanting to become a police officer, work with us or any kind of agency, what's the piece of advice that you would give to somebody, you know, outside looking in? You know, right. Because I always ask the officers, like, what right. would you tell yourself 20 years ago when you were coming into you know, right. law enforcement? If you can go back in time and tell them, do this, what would it be? Or whatever. Um, what's a piece of advice you can give somebody after, you know, a chaplain who's, you know, your full-time job is being a pastor at a right. church, right. but you're also here with us? I, I, long question short. What would you tell somebody like, if they're looking to get into law enforcement? All right. Based on my experience, primarily with this agency, I would say that the men and women that I have met in law enforcement here, starting with the sheriff, mm -hmm. they are awesome men and women. They are men of integrity. 
I mean, again, they, in the midst of challenges, they face it with courage. And I think it takes a special person to be a law enforcement officer. Mm -hmm. uh, don't come in it just because you think you can uh, wield power mm -hmm. uh, on other people, but come because you have a heart mm -hmm. to serve. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, uh, uh, police officers are men and women who serve our community and you have to have a love for people. Mm -hmm. And so if you have those qualities, love people, want to serve, and want to serve in a position where you can make a difference in the lives of men and women, boys and girls, this would be a good job for you. But again, you need to come with the right attitude, uh, with the right reason. Mm -hmm. And if you come with those uh, underlying uh, qualities, I think law enforcement is a great place to make a big impact in the community in which you serve. Awesome. I, can, I can't even say anything better myself. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we appreciate you stopping by the podcast. Like we said, hopefully this has opened up the, you know, the eyes to some folks who are, you know, just the public who's listening and also right. our officers who are listening because right. I remember back Gosh, when I started doing the podcast, I've scheduled I've scheduled all my podcasts out for almost August of next year. Really, uh, and so I've got you know topics you know on hand. But the sheriff you know mentioned to me he said Trent, you should you really should get the chaplains on there and talk about it. And I was like, oh shit, sheriff, it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. I have them in December. You know, we had to do a little you know shuffling around here and there. But we, and I knew that was going to be the one of the tops would get you here on the podcast. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the podcast and got some information. And we appreciate you stopping Absolutely. by and. The door's always open, right? You know, okay. if anybody needs you. Absolutely, man. 24-7. All right. So please, men, women, we are here to support and to serve you. Just as you're serving others, we're here to serve you. But we can't serve unless you let us in. So that's right. let us in so we can serve you. Uh, but again, that's why we're here. Uh, and I think I can speak for the other three chaplains that, mm. that we are really willing and ready to serve you all so please if you have a need uh please get on the phone call us or when you see us walking around uh tap me on the shoulder and we can talk but we love you guys thank you so much for the awesome job you do for putting your lives on the line for us every day we don't take that for granted that's why we want to cover you guys in prayers and we want to be a great support system for you. And I want to thank Tr Trent. Oh, well, no, don't thank me. <laughs> for uh, inviting us to share what we do because, again, uh, we are excited about doing it. Mm -hmm. And we would love for you guys to just reach out and use us to be support to you guys all right so thank you very much pastor brown thank you so much and if anybody needs him he's got his you know he's here you're here on monday you're here yes. on monday i see you passing the hallways all the time so you're you're available you yes, are here absolutely and um and if if you're not here physically in the building you're you know you're available Phone call away phone. that's that that's it well thank you everybody and i thank you for stopping by the podcast and i hope everybody learned a little bit about the chaplain program here at the York County Sheriff's Office behind the badge. And uh, before you go, again, please go check us out on our social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube, where you can also find us there on, on a video cast. And we're going to start in the future videoing these uh, <laughs> once I get it all worked out, video, putting the, these on video so you can actually see the faces with the, with the broadcast. 
And so hopefully everybody will be able to put some faces with names and everything. But, you know, police officers. And, you know, other than <laughs> other than the PIO, don't care much for cameras. <laughs> so uh, right, then, right, then right. I say, hey, we're going to start filming these. They're like, I'm not coming on coming the podcast, right. Trent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, lastly, please go sign up for those Notify Me and Code Red Alerts straight to your phone and email at yourcountysheriff.com. And thanks again for listening to YCSO Behind the Badge.